Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. Razabani for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. With me on Zoom today, all the way from Manhattan, New York, Mr. Otto Wallen. Uh, Otto, firstly, how are we doing? Doing well. Just uh, right now, just hanging out. And... Uh, Went to the gym earlier, but everything's good. I think we, we last spoke, um, I think it was December, just before Christmas, uh, where we talked a little about anti-Joshua and Kubrat Pulev, I believe. Uh, and then obviously I asked you at the time what was going on with yourself. You was waiting for a date and you've had a date, you've had a fight and you won. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your time out in the ring with Dominic Brazil. Um, how do you assess your performance? I think it was all right. I haven't been able to watch the fight yet because I, I like to take some time after just to enjoy it and you know not watch too much because it gets so critical when I watch it. But I mean, all in all, I got the victory. Uh, I I I, uh, I boxed him. I was hoping that I could stop him, but I didn't. At the same time, you know, we know that he's a big guy and uh, he's a pretty good puncher and he's also very dangerous when he's hurt. So. Didn't feel really the risk to to try to to stop him, but it would have been nice. But most important, I got the victory. Uh, I won pretty big, I think, and yeah, we move on from here. Did you expect him to give you a tougher fight? Yeah, I was expecting. Uh, I was expecting a pretty tough fight. I mean, I knew that I was better, and I felt like I was faster. And he's not the fastest, and I got better footwork, better defense, everything. So I felt like I was the better fighter for sure, but. You know, he's been in with top guys and um, I think at the same time, he is as good as you make him. So I was just trying to not make him feel too good. And he, he had been out for for a while since he got knocked out by Wilder. So wanted to keep him in that kind of uh, mindset of him, you know, being out and lost his last fight and stuff. You said he's been in there with uh, a lot of top names. We know he's been in there with Anthony Joshua. I believe there was a seventh round knockout defeat and then obviously Deontay Wilder in round one as a fighter and heavyweight when you're trying to prove yourself on the scene on the on, on, kind of in front of the big time do you look at those performances by Joshua and Wilder and want to do better yeah of course but we're all different fighters I mean Styles makes fights and you know I'm good at what I'm good at and they are good at what they're good at and uh, I think right now they are better finishing, finishers than I am. So I think that's something that I would like to improve. 
but I got a lot of good tools. I'm a good boxer. I, you know, can do different stuff in there. I got good defense, good offense. But maybe I want to become a better finisher. I think that's where I can improve. Do, do you feel like you're still, you've still got a lot to learn, a lot of experience to gain in, in the boxing game? Yeah, for sure. I only had about 45 amateur fights and then I turned pro. I've got like 22, 23 fights now. And I haven't been on a high level for very long. So I got to, you know, keep getting these fights, keep getting the experience. This was my third uh, 12-rounder in my career. So, you know, it's good to get this experience. I think that's what I need, really, is just to get the experience and, you know, in with different guys in sparring and in fights and just trying to get better. And I think for sure, I'm, I feel like I'm getting better all the time and I'm, I'm very motivated. I'm working all the time. And, um, yeah. Of course, I think I, I will get better. During this whole pandemic where things have been limited across the world, as a fighter, you kind of, you guys are kind of used to being in your own comfort, in your own quiet zone within your camp. So through this whole 12 months, is it just about staying fit, staying ready, keep training hard, learning your craft, and when, and when you get the call, you're ready to go? Exactly. That's pretty much how I feel. I feel like, I always got to be working because I want to improve. And to improve, I got to be training. So that's what I'm doing. And by doing that, I'll be ready when I to go. So, I mean, I have a good platform now with Showtime and we get you know pretty good heads up before the fights. But I'm, I'm always trying to uh, get better. So now I just had a fight. So now focus a little bit more on strength and conditioning, getting stronger, you know, getting fit. And then uh, when we get a date and we get closer to a fight, it will be more boxing and and uh, more focus on that. In terms of going out next, ideally, you you want to fight another one or two times this year? That would be great. At least, I mean, at least once, but hopefully two. Uh, I think, I mean, I got, probably have a fight in June, July, somewhere around there, and then maybe in the autumn. And uh, that, I mean, two fights would be very realistic this year. So then that would mean I fought three times this year. And it's been a while since I fought three times in a year. So that's been, that's going to be great for me. In terms of opponent wise, I know obviously being with Showtime uh, and Al Heyman, obviously they've got the affiliation with Andy Ruiz, Deontay Wilder's yet to come back from his defeat from Tyson Fury. Uh, you've got Charles Martin, uh, Luis Ortiz is still around. So are those the kind of names you want to mix it in with next? I think, yeah, yeah I think that's, I mean, that's where I'm heading. I just beat Brazil. And Showtime, they got high standards and want me to fight good guys. So, I mean, that's definitely in the direction I'm heading to what to fight you know, big names. And Brazil, pretty big name. And I mean, step up from him would be uh, maybe Charles Martin, uh, you know, those guys. And especially with the guys with the PBC, because they have a good connection with Showtime and, and uh, it's easy fights to make. Are you surprised we haven't heard? I know we've heard a lot about Deontay Wilder, about his split with his trainer, Mark Breland, etc. I don't want to focus on that. Obviously, that's happened now. But we really haven't heard anything about when is Deontay Wilder going to return to the ring. We know he hasn't taken a lot of punishment in his career. So he's relatively can go on for a number of years. So are you a bit surprised or have you heard behind the scenes with your affiliation with Showtime, with Fox, with Al about when Deontay might return back into the ring? I haven't heard anything. I, th- I think he's been linked to... What, Ortiz and Charles Martin, maybe? I think I read that online. Uh, other than that, I'm not sure. You know, uh, 
We haven't really heard anything. I don't know what, what he's been up to. Uh, he lost to Fury. That can happen. You know, everybody loses. And he can, he can bounce back. You know, he's been a good champion. So, I don't know what's going on with him. I saw him post something on, on uh, Instagram uh, with uh, drinks and, and liquor and a gun and stuff. So, <laughs> I don't know where he said that. Uh, I just want to talk a little bit about the heavyweight division. It is booming at the moment. Uh, there's a lot of big fights coming up. Potentially a lot of big fights are going to make, be made in the next couple of weeks. Um, a fight that is definitely taking place in two weeks' time. It's the rematch. Dillian White takes on uh, Alexander Povetkin, uh, taking place in Gibraltar. The fight should have taken place in November, got delayed to January. They got pushed back again to March the 5th or 6th, and then finally pushed back again to March 27th. So we're two weeks away uh, for, for, from that fight. Um, how do you assess Dylan's chances? And is this a must win for Dillian, with Dillian White? Yeah, I think it worked out good for him with the pushbacks, to be honest. I felt like uh, to get in there, what was the first in December or something? I think that I felt like that would have been too early for him. So this probably works out better. You know, he has, he's had some more time to recover and, and train and get fit. So I think that, of course, he has a he has a chance. He was winning the first fight. So so I think that Povetkin is going to be dangerous again. But but Dylan White, he's probably going to come out there and be pretty cautious, I would think, because he was knocked out his last fight. So. I think he's going to come out there, be cautious, and just try to outbox him. And I think he would do that and win a decision. Is Povetkin still dangerous? Obviously, Dylan was winning the first fight convincingly, and he, he let the guard go, and he got caught with a with a with a great punch from Povetkin. But will Povetkin go into this fight even more confident, considering that yeah, I was losing the first fight, I got dropped twice, yeah, I still found a punch to knock out Dylan White. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, he, he won the first. Uh, he was in tough with Dylan because he, I mean, he was down a couple of times before that. Then he hit him with a good shot and, and took him out. So I don't know what goes through his mind, Povetkin. Uh, he might think, that, oh, I was lucky the first time and it's going to be, it's going to be tough again. And, uh, or he just feels like, hey, I beat him once and I can beat him again. Don't really know. But he's, I mean, Povetkin is getting older, but he's dangerous. He showed that the first fight. So, so, but like I said, I think that Dylan is going to be smart. He, he knows that he has good power and knockout power. So I think that Dylan is going to come out there and be smart and just try to outbox him. And I, I believe he's going to try to play it safe. Absolutely. Uh, I know I spoke to you last time about a potential anti-Joshua Tyson Fury fight that they're going to try to make. And it seems like now it's more or less done. They're waiting an official announcement and where it's going to take place. So, a lot has happened since we last spoke. Now, also, I know you fought Fury, um, and obviously you've sparred Anthony Joshua as well. And I remember when Oscar De La Hoya was asked the question, who punches harder, Manny Pacquiao or Floyd Mayweather? And it may look from the opposite that Manny Pacquiao punches harder, but Oscar De La Hoya, and I quote, he said, well, the, the power is roughly the same. Now, when you look at Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua, you may see that Anthony Joshua actually is the bigger power puncher, but you've been in the ring with both men. Obviously, you sparred one, you fought the other one competitively. Who, who punched hardest? I would say that Joshua punched hardest. I think he's a bigger puncher. And yeah, that's, that's how I see it. And that's how I felt. So, yeah. so out of the out of Fury and Joshua, Joshua punched you uh, the hardest? Yeah, I think Joshua punches harder. You know, Joshua, he has... 
I mean, he has a lot of knockouts on his record, and uh, Fury knocked out Wilder. Uh, but I, I just think that Joshua, he has more power. He has, he's a solid puncher, and he's not only a good puncher, he's fast, and he's got good combinations, and see if he can together with Fury. Obviously, sparring is different. Sometimes fighters don't go 100%. So by you saying Joshua punches harder, was Joshua even going close to 100% in sparring with you? You would have to ask him. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe, I don't know. But we had, we had really good sparring. We had two amateur fights together also. And then all that sparring. And uh, yeah, we see. I might go out there sometime soon, hopefully, if everything works out. It's a lot of heavyweights if you want to do some sparring. Otto. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. <laughs> I mean, the UK has probably has the most uh, biggest talent pool in the heavyweight division. Absolutely. So once the pandemic's over, make your way over. Uh, but Otto, yeah. uh, just on, on the Fury-Joshua fight, with Joshua just fought in December, Fury hasn't fought since February last year. By the time the fight happens, they're looking at June. That's almost 18 months out of the ring for, for Fury. That's surely a huge advantage for Anthony Joshua. Yeah, that, that's good for Joshua. That's really good. At the same time, I think the Fury, I'm not too worried about it for his sake, but of course it would be good for him to have a couple fights before that, but it probably won't happen. But I think the Fury, he's a smart guy and he's been in boxing his whole life, I think. And, you know, he's a fighting guy. And, um, he knows, I mean, he knows what he's good at and who he is. So I'm, I'm pretty sure it won't affect him too much. Uh, I think that he's, you know, he's a sharp guy. And I think he's, I don't, I'm not too worried about it. Oh, did it surprise you how Fury fought while on the second fight? You know, even when he fought you, it was more of a back foot jab, uh, faint a lot, uh, move a lot, um, not get, try to avoid your punches and, and, this, and this kind of, just win, just like that. Whereas Deontay Wilder, the second fight, he took the center, center of the ring and took the fight to Deontay Wilder, a tactic we haven't seen Tyson do before in, in a lot of his fights. So has he now opened up a different discussion on what kind of Tyson Fury are we going to see when he fights Anthony Joshua? Yeah, I mean, Fury, he always says that he's going to knock the opponent out, but then he comes out boxing and stuff. But for this fight with Wilder, he, he said that I'm going to knock him out and he did it. I mean, he came out he was very aggressive, and we haven't seen that much. Without fight, I felt like maybe the first six rounds he was boxing, and then he had that big cut, and the doctor had a look at it. And I think after that, he became very aggressive with me. So I think that that kind of maybe came out of desperation a little bit, that he thought, he thought that they were going to uh, stop the fight, so he had to push me and try to knock me out. And uh, I mean, he, he did well when he was aggressive. So I think that he might have done that a lot in sparring before, maybe not in fights so much, but he felt with me that it was working. And then he had a switch of trainers. And uh, for the Wilder fight, I mean, it looked like that was their game plan and we worked perfect. So I, I think probably he's been doing that in sparring, I would think, but not in fights so much. But then he came out in our fight because he was cut and, you know, had to do it. And then he has felt like it was working. And then with Wilder, it was the perfect game plan. And he, I mean, he executed very good. Who wins that fight? Between? Joshua Fury. Mm, I think that Joshua, like I said, he's a good puncher and dangerous. And these are the two best heavyweights in the world. 
So I think it's going to be a good fight. But I do think, like I said, Fury, you know, he's a bigger guy. He's awkward. He's got a lot of different tools. So I think that it's going to be a problem for Joshua. And I think that Fury, he has, he has good confidence, good momentum coming into the fight. So I think that's going to help him. And I think that uh, Fury is going to win. A lot of people I speak to say, if it goes early, Joshua, if it goes the distance, then Fury. Do you think that analysis is correct? It could be. I, I just can't see. I mean, I know that Fury, he has, he has good defense, good upper body movement and footwork. So I think that he's going to use that with Joshua. So I can't really see him taking, taking him out early, maybe down the stretch a little bit. Well, we look forward to it. Otto, thank you so much uh, for giving me a little bit of your time today, my man. I uh, do really appreciate it. Uh, we look forward to some fight news for you. I know your rest and recovery. The last thing you're thinking about is going back into the ring next week, but uh, <laughs> hopefully we'll, we'll definitely catch up with you uh, in due course. Yeah, for sure. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Otto Wallen, IFL TV. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast sponsored by William Hill in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network.